This is Moneyline. This is Moneyline. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Yeah, we made it. You just talk. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Lights, camera, action. Hello, world. Welcome into Moneyline on a Super Bowl Sunday. And we are in the zone because there's a big game to be played the last game. And after today, there might not be a meaningful game for about seven months. And I know that makes your stomach feel empty. So let's enjoy today for what it is because there's a big game on the horizon. The calm before the storm is over and the charcoal on your barbecue pit is going. Welcome into Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. I'm in studio with the statistician, my partner in grind at Josh Jordan 97.5 was where you can find him. Josh Jordan. What's up, Jerry? Happy Super Bowl Sunday. We made it another year, my man. Man, I can't believe it. We uh, Unless AJ walks in here right now and says, you guys get up out of here, then we made it two seasons. Yeah. And we uh, we want to thank everyone out there listening right now. We owe it to you guys. Before we get into all that, though, let's get into the guy behind the glass, the guy rocking it from 10 to noon every single Sunday with us, the ladies' man at Carlson Radios, where you can find him on Twitter, Andrew! Good morning, guys. Nothing better than a Super Bowl Sunday, is there? And, hey, this is it. This is uh, the grand salami, right? The the (laughs) main course, the thing that we've been waiting for all season, whether your team is involved or not, whatever your thoughts are, the phone lines are open, 713-780-3776, at Moneyline975 is where you can find us on Twitter. Go ahead, reach out to us, because what we have in this game, it's – it's not your ordinary matchup where you just can pick a side or a total. I mean, we can bet on will J-Lo show a nose hair, you know? I hope not, though, because I'm not into women nose hairs, you know what I mean? But you can bet on practically anything. So for all your gambling desires and everything that your gambling heart might uh, want to ponder on throughout this game, that's what we're open here for. 713-780-3776. Let's talk props. Let's talk money. Let's talk teasers, parlays, anything that you want to do. That's what this show is for. So let's go ahead and open it up again. 713-780-ESPN. Yeah, get your predictions in. Let, let us know who you think is going to win, maybe what the score is going to be. I don't know about you, Jerry, but I've kind of gone back and forth on this one throughout the week trying to pick a side. I know there's a million other bets that, you know, you can get out there, but it is fun to, you know, to pick a side just to, you know, have a horse in that race. You know what I mean? So I've been kind of going back and forth on this one. Have you finally landed on a side, either the the Chiefs or the Niners, and if they cover the number? Every time that I try to make a decision, the song A Horse With No Name starts playing in my head. (laughs) Right. This is a horse with no name. And I've gone back and forth. And somewhere throughout the show, we will be dropping our picks, all three of us. So if you're wondering out there what side we'll be on, I'll give you a side I'm on. Again, it's it's the it's the Super Bowl. It's the big game for these guys. Uh, career moving, you know, it'll move your needle. But don't let it be that to your bankroll because I've been in that position. And, and I might find myself in that position today. So I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there. That's why I think that we have the connection that we have with our listeners because there's no need for me to get up here and 
18 winners in a row. If you call now, you know, there's none of that. It's maybe six losers in a row, and we're going to get it back, and then here comes five winners. That's just the way we do it. It's gambling, right? It's not called winning, but at the end of the day, I think uh, being honest about how things work is the way this is going to go, but if we're going to be honest, if honesty is the key here, We've been hot. Oh, we've been hot. We did uh, Palillo's show the other day, and we were, we were talking about that. And, I mean, I went with Jerry's bet on the Pro Bowl, uh, on the, the over. That worked out for us. So there's been several in a row. And what, the, the teaser that you gave, right, where you had the Chiefs and the 49ers, uh, I bet that one too I won money. So, yeah, Jerry's he's on a good run here. We're on a good run, and today we're going to pull out some props because, you know, Josh, he's the statistician here, so he might have a couple angles, a couple things that might look too easy because I've seen a lot of Williams props getting thrown yeah. out. What are Mahomes' pass yards going to be? And for you guys that like the exotic props, not exotic women, calm down, exotic <laughs> props. Both. We're going to have both for you. <laughs> maybe a little bit of J-Lo props. Maybe a little bit of Shakira. Maybe them together. There's a little bit of everything on this show. So make sure you tune in all, all throughout this show. The next two hours are going to f- be filled with a lot of funny, a lot of laughs. But before we get to that, every good book, every good movie has got uh, a deception, right? Every movie makes you struggle for a little bit. And that struggle, before we get into today's matchup, just to finish off the segment, I don't want to give it too much shine, though. That struggle comes in one form of, since we last spoke, more power has been given here in the city of Houston to the man that least should be getting more power. The guy that should be not getting promoted rather than demoted or fired. But when Bill O'Brien now has all the power, the keys to this El Camino that drives the Texans to whatever landscape We end up in, and now he has all the power to this organization for the upcoming years, let's say. So what do you think about that? (laughs) Where do I start? I hate it, but we kind of saw this coming. So it's Bill's show, and he's going to be the GM. He's going to be the coach. And I just worry about negotiations with players. You know, maybe making things personal from practice when you're negotiating a contract. We're already hearing rumors that Bradley Roby doesn't want to stick around. That's bad. And that's okay. So it's one thing what we see on field. Because, okay, so when you have a coach and that's his sole position, responsibility, then what you see on field, maybe whenever he doesn't manage the time correctly or things that he doesn't play call correctly, you put the blame on him there. But then when he has other responsibilities as he does with this organization for whatever reason, when other things seem to go wrong that shouldn't necessarily be on the coach, don't get me wrong, a player-coach relationship is extremely important. But now when it comes to that player-coach relationship extending into player and organization business aspects of contracts and then that bad feeling that players might have in their stomach and in their heart and seeing the way O'Brien has treated previous players, Jadavion Clowney, Mm -hmm. in situations. What's going to make players want to sign here or do friendly deals or not just come here, as you just said, Bradley Roby, a guy that was like, okay, it's a one year, let's prove it. Maybe he can be the guy he was before. Maybe the Texans could get lucky. And he was good. Exactly. You got what you wanted. The Texans did get lucky. Yeah. You got a good little deal on him. It was a prove it. He proved it. All right, now let's talk. And now the guy doesn't want to talk, right? Or Mm -hmm. supposedly. Again, these are rumors, but the rumors where they're coming from are from trusted sources. And to say that 
this isn't something that we might see going forward as far as player-coach relationships, and now that coach is not just coach. I think that's going to be a domino effect down the line that's going to affect this organization going forward for a while. Yeah, and the, these one-year deals, I mean, the guys can just go. Even the Honey Badger, you know, he one-year deal, prove-it deal, gets the big contract with the Chiefs. And I'm not saying that, you know, he, he left because of O'Brien or anything like that, but I'm just making the point that you keep signing these guys on just one-year deals, and you know your coach is kind of a pain in the ass, and he's the guy signing your contracts. If you get a similar deal elsewhere, you'll probably take it. I just hate those one-year deal aspects because nothing's promised in this game. There's no. this is a business, you you know. And if that what if your one year is outstanding, and at this point more chips get pushed to the table, and you see an organization from within, and I'm I'm just saying, what if you're one of these players that are on one-year deals inside this Texans organization, and you see what's really going on from inside out, and you're saying, I got to get out of here. This is a disaster, or I got to get out of here. They're not going to take care of me. Look at where they let Clowney go. And I think, you know, if you really put Clowney's resume out there, you needed that Clowney, right? That Javion Clowney guy was needed. Because J.J. got hurt. You needed Clowney. You needed Clowney. And at a moment that you needed him, ego stepped in the way. And if that's the factor to a player that's here on a one-year deal or, say, veterans in the future, in the next few years, veterans that want to come here, does does this – Make a veteran want to come here and say, man, you know what? I want to give my last years to the mm-hmm. – to the unless you're Ed Reed and you want a highway ho- robbery, <laughs> these guys, yeah. because then go ahead and take your money, baby. But if that's not the case, you start wondering, do I take my shot? Is is O'Brien a guy that I can trust? Uh, are the guys in the front? And then you're thinking, well, he's got the position up top too. Do I trust him to do what's right for my career going forward, these one-year deals, or just signing long-term? I don't know if people are going to trust him, and I don't know if that's going to make players want to come here and fill in. What happens with Watson? Because we know Watson has has had O'Brien's back, but Watson is the model quarterback. He says what's supposed to be said, but once them checks start getting cut and Watson's been a winner his entire life, what happens when he he can't win anymore and he thinks it's out of my hands? I can't do anything when I'm on the sideline and you're you're giving up 50 and you're saying that you're expecting them to give up 50. You're expecting (laughs) me to score 50? Yes, and and just think, they gave up 50 and now they're most likely, you know, going to lose their best corner. So then you go into next year, and Vernon Hargraves and Garyon Conley and Lonnie Johnson are your corners. You saw what Travis Kelsey did to Lonnie Johnson, right? Well, to be fair, Kelsey did that to everybody. They, they, they tried everything. They couldn't stop that guy. And then they, they gave up a 50-burger, and they're going to be better somehow next year with no first-round draft pick? Come on, man. And they moved the wrong chips around, though, too. They Again, they... As a as a as a Houston fan out there listening right now, hey, these phone lines are open. We haven't spoke since then. I know that it happened earlier during the week, and you've been hammered with it, but we haven't spoken about it. And I was just curious because you can't lie to these local fans now. M- national media guy, for whatever reason, some of well, it's starting to come around now. O'Brien more on the joke aspect, yes. but it wasn't that way for a while. Right. He was respected because people look at. Well, your team's not that bad. You're at least throwing up banners, right? right? You're at least making playoff runs. Some We haven't seen playoffs since 1994. Right. Whatever the case may be, some teams say, I would love to have that problem you have. You're just a yeah. step away from yeah. – but from inside the organization, you realize that time is ticking. Tick, 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 mm-hmm. tick. Deshaun Watson's rookie contract, tick, 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 tick. You lose out on Jadavion Clowney. 
And you're thinking, well, what happens now? Because it's a new phase. What happens now when the days of Watt are are pretty much not saying that he's done by any means, but by no means are you going to get the Watt that you could depend on to be that guy. You'll get him in segments. We saw that what he can be, but then we saw what he is going to lack to be in this last game. He can uh, really disappear. Well, that's what's curious about them. You know, they extended Whitney Merciless, so they were making it a priority to, you know, to take care of the pass rush. A practice guy. A a good practice guy. And and I like Whitney, and and he's had some, you know, good moments and all, but he is, he's 30, you know, so he's a little older, and they haven't signed DJ Reader. Like, I'm surprised that wasn't more the priority. And that should have been the priority because that's where you've seen the improvement. And who got promoted? Defensive line guy, right? Right. So then why don't you take care of those guys? Again, I just think that there's there's a lot of aspects to this team that need to be fixed. And now the it, it's like we're going backwards. Going into last season, so so last year's offseason, basically. Let's say last year, right when the Super Bowl ended, what did you circle for the Texans? Defensive backs? Off, yeah. Offensive line got fixed. Hopefully the, the Tunzel deal... Yeah, and Titus Howard got hurt, but he was good when he was healthy. So you fixed there. You set yourself back, though, on draft picks. Yes. So that's changed since then. The defensive backs are a big, big question mark and a big piece because there's only so much that Deshaun Watson can do. If you're telling me a team can build a 24-point lead, whatever it is. And lose it in a half. And lose (laughs) it in a half and then give up, lose by that many more points. Yeah. Then there's a problem. There's there's only so much that the quarterback and that Hopkins are going to be able to do. There's only so much that you can do. And again, with a coach that you can't trust, when Deion Sanders and people of such nature are saying that it's the second worst play of all time, I'm not sure it is that. But whenever I start thinking of it, I start thinking the second worst play call of all time. And then I start thinking in my head, what is harsher than that? And it's harder to think of dumber plays. That's it true. really is. Yes. Because of the moment you were in and you were thinking, do, you do not give that ball to them right there because all hell's going to break loose. You wouldn't go for it on fourth and an inch, you know, in their territory, like the 10-yard line. But you you fake punt on their side of the field on, like, you know, the 30-yard line where they can – they're in scoring position if you don't get it. It's amazing. It's amazing. Amazing is what we're going to be for the next hour and 45 minutes. Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. Everybody wants me to be what they want me to be. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline 97.5. Oh, You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, where we have all the power for the next few hours. We have all the power to drop all the props, all the winners, hopefully. Hopefully all the teasers, all the parlays. And all the chicken wings that you might be getting ready for your Super Bowl party. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. At Moneyline975 is where you can find us on Twitter. Go ahead and get that phone line going. Go ahead and get the Twitter going. I know you want to talk Super Bowl. I know you have some props out there. You want to know, will the National Anthem go over or under two minutes? 
We have all that information for you for the rest of this show. But let's get over to the HRP listener line right now because we spoke about Bill O'Brien. We wanted to leave the lines open for Houston, for anyone out there, to see what your opinion is on that because the fan, the local guy, what do you think as far as giving this guy more power? Did he deserve it or not? And first, we go to PJ, again, on the HRP listener line. PJ, you're on Moneyline. What's going on on this beautiful Super Bowl Sunday morning? Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, man, listen. My take on Bill O'Brien is the previous years he was one and done in the playoffs. When he didn't win in the second round, in my book, he was one and done again because one miraculous play short of, you know, Deshaun Watson, he would have been one and done. His game plan was a losing game plan, and how in the hell Cal McNair couldn't see that? I mean, what could you tell this guy to, to get elevated to the general manager's position. He was one and done in my book. He didn't do anything to win that game against Buffalo. It was only Deshaun Watson. You know, and uh, with him giving uh, Merciless a contract, I mean, I like Merciless and all, but, you know, Ted Johnson used to be on the local radio show here, and he talked about how petty uh, Belichick was. Well, Bill O'Brien is much more petty. Him giving uh, Merciless that contract was to slap you know, to kind of show Jadavion Clowney, if you'd just been a good boy and put your shoes on the way I told you to, mm. I would have given you another contract, too. I agree with you. And that's all you. I got to say, fellas. This guy's a joke, man. I agree with you, nice. PJ. Nice, PJ bringing it, man. No, that was a perfect call. That's exactly what it was. It was a, this could have been you, yeah. Clowney, if you would have played your cards uh-huh. right. And again, the ego word comes into that. And when you have an ego pressing a organization that you pull for, that's bad news. And as much as we want to say egos when you bring up like Jerry Jones, for example, he has an ego. But I guarantee you that Jerry Jones tries to do what's best for the Cowboys, not for Jerry. Zeke, okay, okay, I have my ego. Eventually, I'm going to let it down because we need you, right? And once you have a coach that gets more power, and now his ego is going to get in the way, and, and, and throughout everything that he did, they talk about the word progress was used. I mean, by terms, by layman terms, yes, progress was made because you made it to another round. But was progress really made? Anyone that watched this playoffs know that the Texans miraculously, that was a prayer that was answered against Buffalo. As a Houston fan, at that third quarter, Especially when they try to get you on the on the on the kickoff return, mm-hmm. you just started thinking, "I'm about to turn this off." <laughs> yeah. This is just terrible. That was the worst first. You were half. one drive. You yeah. were one drive. That last third quarter drive, you were one drive from saying, "I am just done." And then Watson, and then Watson again, and then Allen starts playing like a rookie, and all Allen starts playing hot potato with the yes. ball. Like think Reggie about Bush. yeah. Think about everything that happened. Allen started throwing into double coverage when nobody even ran the route. Allen fell apart in a playoff game. Everything had to happen perfectly for you to be able to advance. And then the next game, that magic dust was still around to where you built a three-score game. And you, all of a sudden, are getting short fields and special teams. Tyree Kill fumbles. And you're turning it into seven. And you have a chance. And then Bill O'Brien has to stick his dirty hands into this and call a fourth down fake punt. (laughs) 
and put you in a predicament of giving that team something they didn't have, motivation and hope, and then the whole building collapses. And now here we are, and now he gets promoted. <laughs> That's And Anthony Weaver got promoted, you know, from defensive line coach to defensive coordinator, and he might end up being a good defensive coordinator, but it's funny that it's like, oh, you just gave up 50 to the Chiefs. You're getting a promotion. You deserve more money, more power for this guy. Hey, Romeo, let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about this fifty. Like you, I can't go now. If you want to take the high road, we can work some things out. Uh-huh. But I'm not going anywhere, bub, and man. not even interview anybody else. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that's, that's what happened. That's just a spit in the face. Again, Houston fans, it's on you though. It's on you because as long as those checks keep cashing, as long as you're still in there. I mean, it's hard to even throw the tailgating in there, but as long as the, yeah. the whole process, the whole the whole game day activities from the jerseys getting bought, those Watt jerseys sales haven't slowed down. Those Watson jerseys are still getting bought, and I hate to throw Watson into this equation, but you have to punish the team as a whole. You have to punish them and let them know that, hey, we as fans, we're not going to get pushed around. At the end of the day, We've shown up to this dance that you put on every single year. And every single year, it's the same thing. And for years, we were struggling with the quarterback position. And mm-hmm. it was a musical, a game of musical chairs where you revolved these talking heads, boom, one after another. Boom, boom, no, no, no. And we discovered gold. We risked. You went max bet on the, on the jackpot on the slot machine, and boom. You got Deshaun Watson, but that jackpot is going to get spent quick, and that's in the form of that rookie contract. What all these teams, the Russell Wilson-led teams of the world, those kind of teams that are taking advantage of quarterbacks still playing for cheap. Right, and I think that you saw the Seahawks take a step back on defense after they had to pay Russell Wilson, right? So the Texans have already taken a step back on defense. It's just going to get worse because – you have to, you know, give so much money to Laramie Tunsil and Deshaun Watson that you're not going to be able to pay for a lot of help on defense, and you know you don't have a first round draft pick this year, so it it's going to be a while before it gets better. How do you restructure Watt going forward? He's got that one left. I think it's worth fifteen to seventeen somewhere around there. Yeah, and then it, what do you do after that? I though? think maybe you you do a small extension with him so that you know you maybe pay him a lot in a bonus so that you're not as strapped for cap money what's that the going way? rate on jj water yearly now you think God, well, i mean what it's like 15 for this year right and i mean he's obviously on the downside i would it's got to be at least like 10 per i would think mm-hmm. you know because when he was healthy he was really good he had a lot of quarterback hits is that 10 million say if it was well again we're just painting numbers say yeah, that 10 guessing. million is that is that deemed for his on-field, on or is it more now revolves around who J.J. Watt the name is to this city? Because I think that that's going to be a big deciding factor, not only for the team keeping him, but him staying around. Because for him to pick up and go at this age, it's tough. And also, it'll be tough for, say, the Texans to give him a four or five year. And now, all of a sudden, you're talking he's 34, or 35 years old, and we don't know what he's going to be. So, it's a... It's a tricky card to play, uh, play here because you as a fan listening right now, you, you, you're probably saying, man, I love Watt. And I got a glimpse of him in that first game back, but I think that was just Watt 
heart playing heart in that game that he said, hey, I'm going to play this game. They're going to pick my spots, and I'm, he shined. But then again, you could see what he also can be, which was in that last game, and for you to push more chips in and where spots are going to be have to filled and money's going to have to be spread out proportionately uh, in other spots, you got to be careful with the way you treat Watt. But again, Bill O'Brien, that'd be the last straw he wants to pull with these fans right now because – and again, it might not even be the wrong move. And by no means if I'm saying letting go water or anything like that is the right or wrong move. But I'm saying being careful the way you treat this move for the future of this franchise. But Bill O'Brien, the way he treats this, that might be the last string to pull with a lot of these fans that are that are still going to show up for whatever reason. I'm talking to you. You're saying, man, I love that team and I got to travel with them. I'm a traveling Texan and I've been doing it all these years. Well, they're going to keep breaking your heart, and they're going to keep doing this until you prove it to them. And the only way to prove it to these rich guys is in the pockets. And I guess the secret to if J.J.'s going to get a big extension, Jerry, is how good is he at practice? That, that, that seems to be the most important thing is how good is this guy at practice? So if, he, if J.J.'s really good at practice, another $100 million deal. Uh, apparently that's how things work over that's there. That's what happened with Whitney. Not to say that he wasn't a... A good guy, and when you think back at the Texans, you might say, yeah, he was a great piece, but to extend him right now, I don't think that was the move, and we'll see what happens going forward. We're going to get into the Super Bowl talk. Let's not get you down on a Sunday morning. It's time to talk money. It's time to talk props. The phone lines are open. Let's go ahead. Let's talk J-Lo. Let's talk Shakira. Your wife's not listening. Be careful what you say. Moneyline ESPN 97.5. So, you want to go out tonight but don't know where to go? Easy fix. Head over to culturemap.com for the latest social happenings going on in the city. This is Money Live on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back. This is Moneyline. Hit the smoke. <laughs> 713-780-3776. At Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. And it's just a squad in the booth. Don't mind the smoke machine. Don't mind Josh's suit because we had to dress up today for this show right here. I'm wearing a bow tie, and Andrew, he's wearing, he's shirtless for the ladies. That's what we do here on a Sunday, a Super Bowl Sunday to be exact because we're here for the people. We're here to make you some money. We're here to keep you entertained. We're here to hopefully put some money in your pocket because that's what it's all about at the end of the day. These people say, man, I don't care what you got to say, Jerry. Trying to be cute on a Super Bowl Sunday. Let's go ahead and start printing some money. And when we go to print money, there's only one place that's going to pay us. Where do you bet at? I mean, it's my bookie, Jerry. We talk about it every week. Everybody listen up. My bookie, that's where you want to go. You know what makes the Super Bowl more interesting? Betting on it. Jerry's going to have a ton of prop bets for you. I got a couple myself. I mean, what a great matchup. I'm really excited about this one. So get over to MyBookie, and if you don't have an account yet, just go set it up. It's easy. Just pull out your phone, go to MyBookie.ag, and then you want to sign up with the promo code RADIO. And the reason you want to do that 
is that they're going to match half your deposit. So you're like, hey, I want to bet 100 bucks on the Super Bowl today. You, you open up your account, you put 100 they'll put 50 in there. So you got 50 extra bucks to gamble with. It's a really cool deal. Just go over to mybookie.ag right now. All you have to do is use the promo code radio. Keep listening to the show. We're going to have a lot of bets for you today. You bet you win, you get paid. That's my bookie. My bookie's got all types of props. I'm just looking up right here. If you want to keep it simple, if you're a missionary, <laughs> then your missionary bets, your standard bets of, you know, over, under. What's a reverse cowgirl bet? The reverse cowgirl <laughs> starts with the, will there be an Epstein didn't kill himself sign to be shown at plus 500? <laughs> that, that, that checks out. If you're into tying each other up and things like that, how about a number of players carted off the field at over or under half a player must be shown at plus 140? Ooh, that for the gluttons of punishment there. Yeah, I like that one. For all you weirdos out there, <laughs> and by no means are we a part of this or do we condone this, will an animal appear on the field? No birds. <laughs> yes, plus 550. Well, what kind of animal? A squirrel? A cat? Yeah, I mean, that we've seen all kinds. We've seen like a octopus get thrown in the... Uh, at the hockey games, right? Don't they throw those on the ice? Maybe we see that. I'm thinking squirrels got to be the most likely, though. How many players are going to be arrested in Miami after <laughs> the game? Players Over or that- under half. So all you need is one of these guys to commit a crime at plus 800. Is it any NFL player? If it's Antonio Brown, then I think you got a shot. Does he have to be on the Chiefs or the 49ers? <laughs> don't, tempt, don't tempt him. He does listen to this show. Do not tempt him. Another one here. Oh, man. Will game be delayed 15 minutes plus for any reason? No, plus 800. Will the juice be loose? Will O.J. Simpson attend the game? Plus 800. We'll know if you follow him on Twitter because he's not shy. I saw how many um, tweets he'll have during the game. And once you start banking on these, you, you would think like some of these guys, as crooked as O.J. is, Bet on yourself, right. send out an extra couple tweets. Mm-hmm. But I guess there's a limit to all this, so there's right. only so much that you can make off of or lose off of Raheel not making three-pointers. <laughs> I Raheel. knew we were going to go there. I knew it. Hey, <laughs> I, I kept up with him all week. Raheel shot three-pointers for for society. For the he, He's what this world needed for athletes around the world. And I backed him for the max, which was 100. <laughs> I spoke to him before, and he said, I'm hot. I've been shooting hot. I, I forgot what he told me he had hit. It convinced me. I almost had the wife bet on her account in another hundo. <laughs> you know what's funny? I was there. I was in the building. I was the one that— You were the filmer? I, I filmed it and put it on, yeah, on Facebook. That, that was me. I actually filmed that. What was the intensity like in there? Was he too laid back? What was he, what was he like? Did he drink or eat anything before then? Because— <laughs> He just wasn't him. <laughs> no, I mean, he seemed like he was in good spirits, and it, it seemed like, you know, he was shooting okay in warm-ups, and he'll just text He me. built a damn house of gingerbread pricks. <laughs> he says his biggest letdown, so he feels bad about that, Jerry. Damn. But, no, I thought, I thought he'd get it. I really did, so... You know, for those of you guys maybe that don't know, Raheel did a contest where you could bet on my bookie how many three-pointers he could hit. And, uh, you know, Jerry bet on it, and Raheel didn't quite get to the number. I bet not only money, but my heart was into him. <laughs> I was team Raheel. But we were pulling for him, man. It, it was close. Now, are you going to be pulling for points in this Super Bowl? Because there's a prop on my bookie. Will there be at least 76 points combined, which would be the Super Bowl record, 
plus 450. You know, there's a few of these that are... What's the one more than uh, two and a half on the number of players that uh, attempt to pass in this game? I like that prop because I could definitely see some kind of wide receiver trick play that only one team has to run one of those and you hit the you hit the over. Now let's jump into the meat and potatoes, mm-hmm. right? The over under or the side bets. The line has fluctuated right around that one and a half one point range. I saw that the superbook in Vegas was maybe going to go to two this morning. Now. I always tell you guys about timing, timing and everything, as in timing in life is important and crucial in sports gambling is more pivotal than anything because what you bet it at doesn't, it's not like horse horses where the odds, you know, go off of what they end at. It's what you lock it in at. And for someone right now sitting in that, I mean, we're hours away from kickoff. I guarantee you those lines are out the door. They're out the building at these casinos. And people are waiting. So a lot of the money is going to show within the last 24 hours before kickoff. So you're seeing a lot of late money come in. Now you're seeing a lot of pros because this over-under opened at 51.5. It's gone up. Yeah. eighty Over 86% of the bets were hammering on the over, which would have been a Super Bowl record. The Super Bowl record would have to be over 36% of the bets wouldn't have to be on, on either side. So as long as it surpasses that... It's going to be a Super Bowl record. Now, once you get to that 54, 50, uh, 54 and a half, 55 range, I guarantee you there's some sharp people out there going to hit it under. Mm-hmm. It just makes sense. But sharp doesn't win. And I hate to use that term sharp because sharp people, I guess, think of it as, a, you know, the old pull sharks or, you know, like a sharp guy. He's like some kind of hustler and he's 100% right. Some of these sharps are just guys with deep pockets. Yeah. Like. Okay, who's made the biggest bet right now that's moved the line or, 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 or had the biggest influence on the line so far? Mattress Matt. Is he, a sh- is he a sharp? Is he a professional gambler? No. No, everybody dropped a million. Yeah. Right? yeah. So if you're telling me when these guys start talking about sharps or how lines are getting manipulated, that's not a sharp guy. That's just a guy with big pockets to right. me. And it's smart. It's, it's advertising for him as well. You know what I mean? Just making that bet that that's – you know, that big amount of money makes the news and it, it makes his business more known and popular. So he has more reasons to do this than just the gambling side of it. You know what I mean? So who are these teams? Who have they been? And who has the edge here? Because I talk about simplified handicapping. And when you think that you're thinking outside the box, but you hear that thought often, you're not thinking outside the box. As in last matchup, Chiefs, Titans. Simplified handicapping. Titans run the ball. The clock ticks. Yeah. In a perfect world. Cool. And the game started perfect for that strategy. The Titans came swinging. They they were they had a lead. But whenever you throw in not all trends and stats are created equally, then you found that the Chiefs were a team that were bottom five in plays and points or in plays ran, but they're a top two team in points per play. Right. So they don't need all those plays. They need limited amount of plays. So then you looked on the opposite side and you looked at a team that didn't generate pass rush. So you said, okay, Mahomes is going to have time, which is going to let that track speed type players or those track type players uh, 
get going. You know, once those plays get extended three or four seconds as a defensive back, you're in big trouble. No doubt about it. And I'll just kind of here's my line of thinking, and, and this is why I'm going to say I like the Chiefs in this game. And here's why, Jerry. I I think they're going to score at least 30 points. If the Chiefs score 30, do you think they win today? If I just give you that piece of information, oh, man, it's tough. I I would I would think so. Now, in eight career playoff losses, Mahomes has had in his career, the opposing team has needed needed at least 29 six times. He's lost eight. Out of those eight, six times the team to beat him has scored at least 29 points. So going to your point, it makes sense. They're going to have to surpass 30. They are. He has, he's had four career playoff games, Patrick Mahomes. They've scored at least 30 points in every single game. Andy Reid coached teams 23-5 and five straight up coming off a of bye week, 19-9 and nine against the spread. In the postseason, 5-2, five 5-2 and two, five and two both ways. The man, we know what he's been. There's a trend that you always follow as far as Andy Reid off a of bye week. Yeah. Mahomes with extra time. Is this going to be better for him or is it better for a defense that finds a way to generate pressure without having to blitz? Because that's the key to this particular game. Can the San Francisco 49ers defensive line in general create pressure not only from the ends because that's another simplified way because if you do that and you gamble and you over pursue then Mahomes is going to step up and you're going to see him go leading you to a props of over under 30.5 Mahomes rushing yards what is your thoughts on that keeping in mind that he could take some sacks losing his yards in plays that he might gamble and that's exactly it, Jerry. And because he had that that famous run, you know, in the the previous playoff game where he ran for the touchdown, that long run, I think everybody's kind of overreacted to his rushing yard. So I feel like the number's a little high for me. So I'm not taking the over there. That's a lot. Thirty was it? Thirty and a half? Yeah. I look. He could get it, but I don't feel great about it. I feel like that big run that he had in the playoffs has inflated that number a little bit. It does. It has inflated it. If you had looked at his previous throughout his career, he had only eclipsed that 35-yard mark, I believe it was seven or eight times. Yep. So recency bias. Remember, in gambling, it's what have you shown me lately? That's what the book thinks. And right. then they set a line because they say, man, people are going to be thinking this. This is what they're going to remember. Right. But in this particular matchup, what are they going to remember? They're going to remember... This run that the San Francisco 49ers have been on, convincingly beating opponents that people say were overrated. One in the Green Bay Packers and another in the Minnesota Vikings. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the last four games of the regular season, that crazy defense that everyone's saying is unbeatable by the Niners... They they allowed an average of thirty one point four points, which is they actually gave up more points per game than the Chiefs did. Like most people wouldn't think that about these defenses. Think about that stat, and I'm going to tell you something that that stat has in common with this trend that I'm going to give you, and you're going to start making bets. Pull up the my bookie screen. I'll be around. We'll be around this next segment. I hope you are too. Moneyline ESPN ninety seven five. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975.
Yeah, Spider-Man and Freezing full of facts. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Every time I hear this, I want to bring back the ducktail. The ducktail should have never gone out of out of uh, style. Were you a ducktail guy? What'd you have growing up? <laughs> I definitely had the, the, the mullet going on in like fourth grade, so I am guilty as charged. I like that. Where we uh, welcome back to Moneyline, where we talk ducktails, mullets, bats, props, J Lo. Epstein signs, whatever you want to talk. The phone line's open, 713-780-3776. At Moneyline975 is where you can find us on Twitter. Josh Jordan, Andrew Carlson, and your man Jerry Bonos with a Z. We're getting you ready for the big game. No more anticipation other than the time that it takes you to get ready those mud bugs. I know some people out there, crawfish season came early this year. You're getting those prepared. Save me some, please. Hey, the phone lines are open for you if you want to talk anything we spoke Bill O'Brien to start off the show, unfortunately, but it had to be addressed. It, it did. Was that Bell Bib DeVoe that we bumped back with there, Poison? That always reminds me. Do you remember that Fresh Prince episode where they're filming the video for Poison and Will Smith kind of starts dancing into the scene of the video, like in his pajamas, trying to get in the background? You know what I'm talking about? I know about? exactly what you're talking about. Like, that's why I said that, that that's that old school right there, bro. I used to wear uh, those silk shirts, the yeah. silk button up shirts, and I truly regret it. So let's move on. <laughs> Going to the, uh, the to our, to our Twitter, will there be a two point conversion attempt? Yes, at plus 110. Our guy, Mr. UPS Man, says he likes it. I mean, Andy's willing to gamble a little bit. So is Shanahan. So that wouldn't surprise me at all. Wouldn't surprise me at all. I like this one. Will game be tied after 0-0? It's only minus 130 to yes. So uh, obviously the game starts tied level at zeros. But if you can get any other level score throughout that entire game in a game that has a one-point spread, what if it goes 3-3, 7-7, anything, you cashed the ticket. Yeah. Let's go ahead and throw that out there for the people now. Will the game be tied after 0-0? Look for it in exotic props. Yes, minus 130. I do believe we see a tie somewhere throughout this game. No, I, I, I like that one too. And we did a little, we filled in for Charlie last week and we talked about this, that a lot of these games start out scoreless in the first quarter. Remember, we pulled up a lot of those numbers and we talked about that. We also mentioned that it might be a good way to to live bet this thing. So if you know you feel like that you want to take the over, but the total's gotten a little too high for you, you know if this game starts off a little slow and maybe you do get a first quarter that's scoreless, which has happened quite often lately, then that number comes down and then you can fire on the over. So that's something that that we talked about the other day. If you guys didn't get a chance to check it out, yeah, and they went over by huge amounts. Just think of it. It makes perfect sense. A little bit of jitters on both sides, right. especially with first-time quarterbacks in, in, a, in a Super Bowl. And then you say, maybe the coaches won't let off the gas or won't hit the gas mm-hmm. straight off the top. Let's lean in. But if you're Andy Reid and a Mahomes-led t- offense that's been struggling to start games and has had a few mistakes. Yeah, two weeks in a row. And knowing the... The last thing you can do is let the Niners get a 10-point lead and make it a two-score game to where they can get a seven- or eight-minute drive somewhere between that late first quarter leading into halftime, somewhere in that time frame, to milk a clock. 
to make it to where they go into halftime with a lead. That's the last thing you want to do mm-hmm. is have Mahomes sitting on the sideline. So how do you neutralize that kind of blitz, blitz that comes from the outside? And that's what's going to lead me to believe and to press the yes and the overs on prop bets for individual receivers on the Kansas City Chiefs because say the blitz is getting there. Say San Francisco is having their way. I think that's where you start running these bubble screens, getting the ball there quick, making it seem to where it everything's not perfect because in a perfect world, I think that the Niners bring their pressure only with four most of the time and the defensive backs have it not easy but have a better chance of playing with a balance in their feet, being able to to read the pressure as it gets there. If it gets there, they can close on the ball. If it doesn't, they have to work the space, right? They have to with the speed. But say that things don't work that way. Say Mahomes is making moves and moving the pocket and having success. That's where I think that the speed's going to come in. If they get the ball quickly to those wide receivers, that's going to make those defensive backs have to play close on the line. Once they start playing close on the line, I think the word honest comes into play. They're going to have to play honest, and it's going to be honestly their speed against the honest speed of the Chiefs. And I think if you give me honesty and strength against strength or or strength against weakness, uh, that speed's going to overkill them. And I think that's where this game's going to be won. Can Mahomes, this isn't the Mahomes or a quarterback that you struggle if he gets out of the pocket. This isn't him. We talked about 31 points allowed in those last four games of the regular season. If you look on those four games, who did they play? They played one Kyler Murray. They played one Russell Wilson. Two quarterbacks that can move the pocket. Be careful because, again, it's simplified handicapping. It's real easy to say, and you think it's complex in your head. You're thinking, man, I'm thinking outside of the box right here. I'm thinking that pass rush. They have the run game. They can keep it away. But then you have to take it a step further than that. What can the Chiefs do to counter that? No, I mean, you bring up a good point. This one's tough for me because I automatically think it's going to be a good Damian Williams game where he's going to get a lot of dump-off passes. But if you look at the numbers, the 49ers are great against running backs catching the ball out of the backfield. They're, they're the best in the league. They really hold that to a minimum. And they played a lot of good backs this year, and they, they held them down in the passing game. So maybe that if they are going to dump it off, then I think maybe it goes to Kelsey. You know what I mean? If, if, if they don't have a lot of time to fire it down to Tyree Kill, then I, I think it could be a big day for Kelsey. So what do you think as far as the San Francisco running backs? Is it going to be oh, – I mean, we know we, they've played with a running back by committee using the hot hand, hot legs, See, however that's you want to refer to it. I think one of these guys is going to have a good game. It's just who's going to have the hot hand. So do you put your faith in one Tevin Coleman coming back from injury over under 27.5 rush yards, which – it seems pretty easy to go under 27 and a half. It would seem that if the Niners are going to use them, they would use them more in the pass game. You would think, but I don't want to guess with Shanahan because you were really just guessing. You don't know. Like, whoever's just kind of playing well, he's going to keep rolling with that dude. So I don't want to play that guessing game. For me, I'd pass on that just because it could be Mostert. It could be Coleman. Who knows? I mean, Brita has been worked out of the offense over the last few weeks. He hasn't played as much. But if he breaks off a long run, who knows if, if he's a part of the game plan after that. A sneaky one, and a lot of ones that when you're looking through your menu, you'll ask yourself, why is Debo Samuel popping up 
in the rush yards category. Why is he? He's not a he's not a running back. But if you look at into it deeper, Debo Samuel led the league in wide receiver rush yards and attempts. He is one that gets it, and we saw that in the playoffs yeah. in an attempt. If they can't get him the ball, they try to extend him. Uh, they get get the ball in his hands however they can because he can create. So, seventeen and a half yards. That's a lot, but he's a player that averages twelve point two yards per attempt. Yeah, that's a good one too. And I also like, like as a prop or as a, a DraftKings play, like use check. Like I think, couldn't you see them dialing up a play just for him this week? You know what I mean? I can't imagine his numbers very high on the over under for receiving yards. I could see them dialing up some kind of, you know, play action or something to use check to get him just wide open. How about one Tyreek Hill under 75, 77 and a half yards in 27 full games with Mahomes? His medium's 83.5 uh, yards, his median. So 83 and a half yards. They're saying that he's going to go over on this particular matchup. It's juiced minus 130. It's kind of scary because it goes back to you need Hill to have time to use his speed. And if the pass rush is getting there, are they going to use this bubble screens to get him the rock to make him beat? Because all it takes, though, is one with Hill. We know that. Yeah, I could definitely see them throwing him a little wide receiver screen on some of these blitzes. Andy Reid's been prepping for this for two weeks. He knows that they're going to come with some pressure. He's going to have some options to get the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. The pressure's on for us the next hour. we got to get all the bets out. we got to get all the teasers out, all the parlays. And then maybe a soccer live bet. Open up those bet screens. Let's make money the only way we know how to on a Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. This is DeAndre Hopkins, wide receiver for the Houston Texans, and you're listening to ESPN 97.5.